Today's podcast is brought to you by Chevalier Mortgage. You can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or visit dnvrmortgage.com where you can get signed up for a free consultation and to discuss all of your options as well as get free DNVR merch. Check it out today. I'm sure you've heard about the great mortgage rates out there right now, but Mike and Virginia are not your typical mortgage company. Yes, they do have the phenomenal rates, but what makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner and looks at so much more than just rate when designing your home loan. Plus, they're a small family-owned company just like us here at DNVR, so you'll always feel like a person and not a number. Again, head on over to dnvrmortgage.com and check them out today. Hot off of the presses, man rocket himself, Gabe Landeskog, get the new shirt at the dnvrlocker.com. Go buy it. He just scored the game-winning goal. Threw the middle finger up to the hockey gods. He did not care about their stupid PDO and everything else stupid because he is a man rocket. Buy it now. Avs win over the Arizona Coyotes. Two to one. Thanks to Gabe Landeskog in overtime. I, I that's how I feel about that hockey game. That's what I have to say. Raw, unfiltered dominance, and the Abs have to pull it out in overtime, two to one. Well, I don't know what some of our folks are going to do in the chat because team end result is not the team they want to be on right now because they want to be upset about how they got there. Um, guess what? If your team end result, you're only allowed to be happy right now. Let's go. Vaguely sober. Thank you for your super chats. Much appreciated. I believe we got one from Spence as well. All of the super chats. We love all of you. If you're here for the giveaway, we'll be doing that a little bit later in the show. As for right now, two points is two points, baby. The Avs won this hockey game. Do we... AJ, you and I, do we care at all that Arizona got a point in this hockey game? Yeah, sure. Okay. They look they look like they're going to I mean, we're nearing the halfway mark of the of the season. Uh here in the next 5 games, I four games, I think we will get to it. Uh we'll get to the the Avs will get to their halfway point. And Arizona looks like they're going to be right in there. So um, you care you care that Arizona walked into your building and got three or four possible points, and you only got two. You care about that. For sure. Um, tonight, I mean, everything, 
everything that we talked about two nights ago, um, copy and paste. Applicable here, yeah, for sure. Copy straight up, copy and paste uh, tonight. I shot. What was the official final shot count? It was forty-six to fourteen. Was the yeah. final shot count tonight? So uh, they gave up twenty-eight shots on goal across two games, and and they gave up, up four eighty-one. Goals. Oh, they gave up four goals, and all four went in off of Avalanche players. Uh, there's one that's a little debatable. Might have gone off a of yoke, but the, the third goal the other the, night. The third one, the other one, the other night went off the Avs players' pants. Did it after yeah. the? Okay, well, yep. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what else you can do when a hockey team is on a streak of you. If you follow uh, the lovely Andy DeRoe on Twitter, she was talking about it all night. The Avs PDO is literally in a black hole across this two-game series. Yeah, I mean, so PDO PDO is not something that's useful in a small, in like a one or two-game sample. Right. It's, because it's not how anybody uses it because it's not meant for that. PDO is meant for longer term. But when you have a series as extreme as this one, it's it sticks out. Yeah. The it, actual so <laughs> five on five tonight. Just oh, five well, on five. Go. Shots were thirty eight to nine at five on five. Thirty eight to nine. Yeah. Come on. Shot attempts. What are we doing here? Shot attempts. So the Avs had more shots on goal at five v five than the Coyotes had shot attempts. The Avs had the Avs had thirty eight shots and the Coyotes had thirty four attempts. Avs uh, Avs also had thirty seven scoring chances, so more scoring chances. Uh, the Avs probably probably just had uh, what will be the season high in scoring chances all year uh, for an entire game. Um, at all situations, the Avs had forty nine scoring chances. <laughs> okay. And look, I, I can't say that I've looked at every every single game um, that has ever been played, but purely anecdotally, 49 is the most I ever remember seeing a team have. No doubt, yeah. like no doubt somebody has more uh, in, a, in a game at all situations. But eh, holy crap, 49 scoring chances is an astronomical number. Look at look at this thing. Just what is this? This isn't a hockey shot chart. This is the Avs all basically tried to play blackout with Arizona zone and getting a shot from every possible place on the ice. It was it was almost like they were trying to paint the zone. So yeah. Yeah. High danger chances. High danger chances were a little bit lower. Uh, they were thirteen to six. Oh, they only doubled them up. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know. So 13, 13 to six. Uh, the expected goals for tonight was three point seven to one point four four. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't so know. All of this. All of this talk. Yeah. Like any of this. Con- if there's going to be any conversation tonight about the ABS not creating quality of, of scoring chances, you're just wrong. Yep. Like there are plenty of games where it's a valid conversation where you look at the heat maps and you look at the chances and you look at all the stuff where you're like, where, where you're like, geez, they, they need to stop shooting it from way out. They need to whatever, whatever. 
This is this is look process wise, this is as perfect a game as you can play outside of a couple of minor details here. Yep. And like they gave up two two clean breakaways where Gru, Philip Grubauer had to do something. The funniest part of all of it to me was the puck bouncing on Nick Schmaltz on his breakaway. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, feel it, baby. Yeah. It sucks, doesn't it? You earned it a little bit of that. When, it sucks when the puck doesn't do exactly what you want. Huh? It's the first time in the last 48 hours. It's the first time in two whole games that a puck hasn't gone your way, sucker. It sucks, doesn't it? Living the other life sucks. So it's it's just, you know, the... Look, are the Avs the most unlucky team right now, or are they facing goalies playing their best games? Like, let's be real. The division is full of good goaltenders. Yep. So it's okay to acknowledge that and even, even get into the fact that the Avs have to do a much better job finishing. I mean, they have to. Like, they have to – look, the Avs have to like, – I'm not going to say they have to play better. Because there's not really a whole lot of room for you to sit here and say they, they can get much better than they are. But they have to, I mean, you have to beat goaltenders. Like, you just have to. And this is a this is a thing where, I, I said this to somebody on Twitter tonight. If the, Avs, if the Avs had a team full of people, of players who were unproven, rookies, guys who had, you know, were, were you know, did not have long track records, it would be one thing. You would be like, maybe this is just who they are. Yep. But that's not really the case. Houston, we'll get to your question in a little bit. I do want to talk about this first because it's it's the combination of all three things right now, right? Yes. Yeah. The Avs are playing good goaltenders. Yes. The Avs are getting unlucky. Yes. The Avs do need to do a better job of finishing. Yeah. It's all three at the same yeah. time. You, all you of those are combined to give them this a- cosmic un stoppable nonsense of what's happening to them right now. Yeah. Like, uh, look, like, uh, I know people are like, it's anti-Ranta. Oh, my gosh. But if you go and you look, like, anti-Ranta's been a positive, he's been a good goaltender throughout his career. He's just been hurt a lot. Has he been that good? No, of course not. But when you're making saves with, like, your right toe as you're sprawled out on the ice and a guy just clips your toe... Like, there's only so much where you give a goaltender tons of credit for that. Like, you get you get a little bit. He's in good position. He gets a little bit lucky. Yep. I, that's – there wasn't even a, a flinch there from Ranta, right? Like, it's not like he kicked out the leg. If Nachushkin shoots that puck three inches higher, it beats him and goes in. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> – if the Jushkin one times that, we don't. I mean, who knows where that where that play goes, right? I mean, that play happened about five times in this game, where an Av could have one time to puck and didn't, and Ranta gets over in time. Now, to be yeah. fair, Derek Broussard did it on the other side for <laughs> for Arizona as well on one of their power plays where he had to settle a puck, or that could have been an easy goal. But yeah, I mean, it's there were so many like there were so many quality scoring chances tonight uh from the abs where it's just like look <laughs> you look at you look at the four goals that Arizona scored in this series and you say is that repeatable and the answer is absolutely not <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you know how you know that because it happened three times two nights ago and it happened once tonight yep 
That... So when you put 28 shots on goal and you are 100% reliant the, in two-game series, a two-game series that Arizona is gleeful to walk out of th- with three points, yep. they, didn't, they didn't beat Philip Grubauer cleanly a single time. So, I mean, it's one where you just kind of shrug your shoulders and you're look, they won tonight, and that's you're feeling good. You're feeling better. You're much happier. Do the abs need to get more redirects uh, for goals? Yeah, they're not scoring any like that. Tyson Tyson Jost has more redirect goals for Arizona than any abs player has for the abs in the last, like, week. Yep. Like, it's just... They need they need to they need to they need to get a little bit luckier. I don't know how to make that happen. Because you we always love to say you make your own luck. What did Arizona do to make their own luck? They threw a puck at the net. Okay, great. How many times did the abs do that tonight? 84 is the answer. <laughs> they did it 84 times, oh. and not one of them, not one of them. Took a good took a good fortunate bounce into the net against against Arizona. Yep. Like there isn't more that you can realistically say Colorado has to like change up their game. If you can if you can outshoot a team 46 to 14 and have 49 goddamn scoring chances in it, <laughs> what? you will you will 100 percent take the exact Quality and quantity of tonight, a hundred percent of the time, a hundred percent, and you will still lose games. You will still lose them if you because that's just how hockey goes. Yep, like that's just the game. But you either you either you either get so caught up in the moment that you nitpick every single little piece of of the last two games. Or you look at it, you take a step back, and you say, look, it'll start happening for them. There will be a game where they have 25 shots on goal and they score four times, and one of them will like one of them will be like Go a off of face. It'll it'll be like some goofy deflection, some yeah. nonsense will happen, and it's just like it's fine. Yeah. It's it'll all even out over the long run, but when you're at the bottom of the well, it doesn't feel great. It just yeah. does not. And like we've talked all year about we've we've talked all year about their finishing problem. We said I said what two weeks ago and took a ton of shit for it that the abs had a sneaky offense problem. Well, since that, since that, well, my bad on being as that being as prescient as it was, because every game since then it's pretty much gotten to be a bigger problem it's no longer sneaky i think it's just a problem but when you play as well as they did across these two games you have full confidence especially when your top six has five goals five guys with 30 goal seasons and six guys with 20 goal seasons all of whom who have done it multiple times except andre burkowski and andre burkowski has probably the second best pure shot of any of those guys. When your top six is that talented with that track record, it's just not sustainable. You to this 100% yeah. buy into the fact that if they play as well as they did tonight and two nights ago, 
offensively, and hell, even during the Anaheim series, once they got it geared up. Some slow starts in those games, but once they got it geared up, like you will you will take you will take that. Yeah, Grubauer can play every game if he's gonna face 14 shots a night. Straight up Colorado <laughs> or Cold for Philip Grubauer right now is the only thing mitigating him having to play all of the games. <laughs> so Grubauer barely even broke a sweat tonight. He had to make two big saves, but uh, the workload was three shots in the first period, six shots in the second period. Yeah. I mean, the Coyotes against David McKinnon was an ongoing <laughs> a, drama. A almost. real conversation of this hockey game. <laughs> uh, we do have to take our first period break as we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery. My God, did I need a beer after that hockey game? So head on over to BreckenridgeBrewery.com. Check out their Breck beer locator to find it near you. Most liquor stores around will have at least some type of Breck beer, Breck brew even. Fewer will have the hard seltzer because it just flies off of the shelves. But if you can find it, get it. It's absolutely delicious. Cannot recommend it enough. Tastes super sweet, just like that Landeskog overtime game-winning goal. So jump on that one while you can. AJ? What up, dude? How do you improve this man rocket? What do you mean, how do I improve it? Andy's too busy yep. looking great. Facts. Andy's the hottest guy in the world. Whoa, okay. Hey, nothing wrong with that, bro. What do you mean? <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, bro, you don't want to leak. You don't want to leak. True. You're telling your stream, now they know your personal life. Andy's an absolute man rocket. What if your girlfriend heard you? She probably thinks the same yeah. thing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame her, man. There you go. You heard it from the men themselves. Their girlfriends think Landy is the hottest man in the world. You know what else? You know what else, AJ? If you want to improve your man rocket, you can head on over to manscaped.com, get 20% off with code DNVR20, and get that man rocket looking real nice and fine. Look, all right, it's not going to look as good as Gabe Landeskog. I'm sorry. You, there's nothing on planet Earth that you could possibly do. But you can get close. You can get close with some Manscaped products, <laughs> whether it be the new 3.0 trimmer, whether it be their weed whacker, whether it be the toner. <laughs> a lot of bonks. A lot of bonking going on here. But you know what? Sometimes you got to get a little bonky to get your bonk on. So just do what you got to do. <laughs> Thank you for the super chats. Head on over to Manscaped. Let them know DNVR sent you. Second period. An artist at work, people. <laughs> An artist at work. <laughs> Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Number one rated sportsbook app out there. Rudo and AJ coming at you after an Avs win. I mean, all right, let's, I do want to get to Houston's question asked a while ago. He asked about Jacob McDonald. Has Jacob McDonald earned a regular roster spot? No. Oof, did he get bailed out a little bit tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Man, especially in that first period, he was caught up ice on multiple occasions. And then that turnover that he had, oof. 
<laughs> it and the thing is with McDonald, you're going to live with that because you know exactly that's what you're getting out of him when you put him in the lineup. But a healthy Avalanche lineup, you're just not going to have room for the guy. It's it's I don't know. You know, it's it's an interesting conversation because we say that the Avs are the great experiment. He if, it's the mold, sure. Let me tell you. Okay, let's assume no Eric Johnson. Sure. Uh, because I just don't think we yeah. just don't know what a timeline is on that. And He's the be, one that everyone knows is at least out indefinitely. Compared yeah, and to, yeah. it would just be it would be super optimistic for us to be like Eric Johnson's totally coming back sometime this season. We have no idea. So yeah. um, let's let's just move on from that. But let's let's drop Kale McCarr and Bowen Byron back into your lineup. Pretty easy to sit. Those guys, and those Renouf. guys are, yeah, Renouf and Patteron, you're gone. Now you're down. Now you're McDonald or Graves. On any given night, it could be a conversation for sure. Because I'm, but Graves, Graves has been a big part of what they do on the PK. Yeah, and the coach is absolutely going to value that, one hundred percent. So. But it, I'm just saying, like, keep that in mind. But if they're serious, if they want to be the great experiment, you go Jacob McDonald at this point. Well, here's I think here's the other conversation there. And it's quickly we've talked about it like this before, but it's quickly becoming the Zadorov parallel. What did we see from Ryan Graves tonight on the negative side? Yep. It's the puck at the blue line and gives up a breakaway. And then circling back in front of his own net, weak on his stick, causes a turnover, and the, the ensuing possession from Arizona resulted in nothing. But it's the exact type of thing that you've seen from Zadorov in the past with this hockey team that Jared Bednar just cannot stand. Yeah, he would bench Zadorov for stuff like that. Yep. So Jacob, Jacob McDonald tonight. Just uh, how do you bench this guy? <laughs> okay, Jacob. Uh, I mean, I guess Ryan Graves' numbers are absolutely freaking insane as well. <laughs> whose numbers weren't insane on, on this. I mean, there's, Dan Renouf went negative again. He's the only negative on the whole team. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, Greg Patteron broke even. Um, so those guys, just another, another day at the office, I guess. But like Ryan Graves on the ice for 18 shots on goal and three shots against Jacob McDonald, 14 shots on goal four, one shot against. That's insane. Scoring chances were 16 to 4 in favor of the Avs with Jacob McDonald on the ice. With Ryan Graves, it was 11 to 6. Now, the one thing that you will say here is that with Ryan Graves on the ice, the Avs were negative in high danger chances. It was 2 4 and 3 against. I, with McDonald, it's 5 4 and 0 against. Yeah. It's. There probably is a, a case to keep McDonald in over Graves. Do I think I just, the Avs do it? No. I just think that that's a really tough conversation. You know, for after two games, it was like, come on, you're not going to bench a guy that did as much for you as last year as Graves did. We're not two games into this anymore. Yeah. You know, like Jacob. Right. I mean, this was game 24. McDonald, this is what his eighth game, something like that. Um, I think it's a little more than that. It's been more than that. Yeah, you're right. It's his. This was his twelfth. So, 
It's not nothing. It's I mean, not nothing. At, at that point, man, it's like, okay, like, well, when we, we've waited and waited and waited for Ryan Graves to, to, to come around. And it just hasn't come. It just hasn't. All right. I, I, I mean, do like this conversation. Like, like what? It's it's tough because there are things that I I really like out of Graves, and I mean, look what it boils down to me as, especially with a a healthy Avs lineup, because there's no way in a million years you put Jacob McDonald on the penalty kill. If you're taking Ryan Graves off that penalty kill, if we are assuming EJ is out, that leaves you penalty killers of Gerard and Taves, sure. But then you're running a second penalty kill of Byram. Yeah. And YOLO. I mean, you throw Makar out there. I guess. Yeah. Like and, and this this gets into now you're now you're overworking those guys. Yep. Which I do want to talk about that with Sam Gerard tonight too. Yeah. And the answer is absolutely. Yeah. Like it's funny. I was thinking about this earlier tonight. Ian Cole, this year has been a perfect example of why Ian Cole was so valuable to the avalanche and why Ian Cole was overpaid. Yep. Because you look at Ian Cole and you say, would the abs be better with Ian Cole or Ryan Graves? You would take, you would take Ian Cole. And, and Ian, but, he plays a role that's hard to replace, but that role just isn't worth four and a quarter million dollars. <laughs> but with a defense of Jacob McDonald and Ryan Graves and Dan Renuff, they go back-to-back games against another NHL team allowing 14 shots on goal. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, Ian Cole, good, valuable, good, good hockey player. And you, you want a guy like that, a guy worth having. Do they need him? Certainly didn't feel like it in uh, these two hockey games. Like, you definitely can say, oh, Ian, you know, Ian Cole's better than these cats, right? Yep. So what's the difference? They give up 12 shots on goal instead? Right. And that's... That's where, at, at very least against Arizona... That min max doesn't matter. Well, said the same thing about the first game in this series. If Nathan McKinnon was healthy for game one, does it matter? Because Nathan McKinnon doesn't stop three pucks getting deflected off of random avalanche body parts into their own net. Sure. Of course, 10 shots on goal the other way. I mean, <laughs> doesn't hurt. If, the, if you gave the abs 15 more shots on goal with Nathan McKinnon in the lineup, you like the chances for them to score one more. Nathan McKinnon, almost single-handedly the difference in shots between yeah. games. Ads had 34 the other night, 46 tonight. Yeah. So. That's, well, well, that's the difference of Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> there you go. He was the 10-shot difference. So there is that. Um, two other conversations I want to have really quick before we get to our king of the game. First, while McDonald is a conversation about is he, is he in the lineup, is he not? I don't see how the Avs can take Logan O'Connor out. Um, I mean, it just they have they have, they're they're in a weird spot right now because we don't know what's wrong with JT Confer. 
that, we don't know how true. long-term it is and all that. Like, there is nothing about Logan O'Connor that that screams he needs to play more than 10 minutes a night. I, I agree. I but don't. He's very the, squarely in a fourth-line role. In the 8 to 10 minutes in which he is a perfect fit, he is he is doing a great job. Yep. We Very liked it in the postseason, and it was like, okay, look, it was two games. We need to see more of that. Because you remember, Logan O'Connor played like 18 games last year and just didn't do a lot. Yeah, there was his no most memorable. His most memorable contribution last year in the regular season was his breakaway goal against Detroit in the game where I think they won one nothing. Was like, it one nothing or two one? I forget. Whatever. It was like that was that was it, right? In like, and I think he played eighteen games, and then he just looked totally different in the playoffs. Yep. And he has carried the guy that he was in the postseason into this season, and you can't take him out. You just well, and the thing I think especially about this year is the Avs found the limit, right? They very quickly, Yeah, he was playing well. They gave him the opportunity to play on the third line, get 13, 14 minutes under him, and it was clearly not going to work. So yeah. now you understand, you have him in your lineup, you play him on a fourth-line role, you let him be the crazy energy dude for 10 minutes a night, and it just mm-hmm. functions. You let, him, you let him hit everything that moves. You let him play on the PK. And this is, this is kind of where I'm going with this conversation, is that their need for Pierre Edward Belmar gets less and less every single That's game. Exactly where I was headed. Tyson with Tyson Jost is proving that he's perfect fit for that role. Next to Matt Calvert, next to LOC, great. That is a that is a fourth line that I am fine with. Belmar is not providing any offense right now whatsoever, and he's not as good as Jost on the PK. He also doesn't draw any penalties. There isn't anything that he's that Belmar is doing that draws penalties. Yep. And so if you're if you're deciding Tyson Joster Belmar, they're the same guy, except one of them is a hell of a lot younger and half as cheap. Look, Belmar does have a 60% face-off win percentage this year. He's done great, but the abs as a team have done significantly better. And my point being, Jost is a positive face-off guy this year. Jost is at 51%. Okay. Not incredible, not 60%, but Jost is not hurting you in the face-off dot. Well, and you consider, one, young guys are always bad at face-offs. And yep. two, he hasn't taken a ton of face-offs in the last couple of years. That's true. And so this is this is trial by fire. It is. Get in so, there, do the thing. I mean... <laughs> Jost's Jost's underlying numbers are exactly the same as Logan O'Connor and Matt Calvert's. So you can't you can't get in there and be like, oh, he's being outplayed or whatever, whatever, whatever. They're exactly the same. So I'm I'm struggling for me when when JT Comfer gets comes back comes back into the lineup. It it it's not Logan O'Connor that needs to be coming out. It's Belmar. And, like, I've been really hard on Belmar all year, and he hasn't done a single thing to dissuade me from it. Yeah. It, like, the converse- you, you can make the argument Tyson Jost is an offensive black hole. You're right. I think- Totally. 
But before you have the argument of Logan O'Connor coming out, I think you have the argument of do you sit JT Comfer for a game when he's healthy? It kind of depends on what what does he look like when he gets back too? Yeah. Because it's not like Comfer was really uh, figuring it out before he got injured either. He had that one goal, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, so. Pierre-Edward Belmont right now, 20 games played, one goal, no assist, and it was an empty net goal. Yep. Tyson Jost, 21 games played, one goal, two assists. It's not a huge difference there. It's not like one guy is giving you a hell of a lot more production than the other. It's a, it's a marginal amount, but he's younger, and you can absolutely make the argument that Jost is on the upswing and Belmar's at the end of the road. Yep. And I just – the big thing with JT Confer is, and this is kind of the Ryan Graves conversation, this is a guy that's played a lot of minutes for you in the last couple of years. Basically, his, his entire NHL career is under Jared Bednar. Jared Bednar has lots of reasons to trust that dude. Yep. I I, I see someone asking I test Jost versus Belmar. Jost by a mile. Jost. It's easily. not close. Yeah. Easily Tyson Jost. Like easily. Jost but, is constantly involved in the offensive effort. It, it, like the entire rest of the abs, there's just no finishing there. Yeah, and you look at Comfer, and Comfer's the Comfer is the bigger, the biggest problem of all these guys for sure. Because Comfer is the guy that this is a guy that you're expecting significantly more out of. With Tyson Jost, you're like, we've kind of been we've kind of been heading here for a couple of years. Uh, and with Belmar, there when Belmar got here, I there just there was never any offense, right? And he had the big year last year where everybody was like, oh, it was a great deal and blah, 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 blah. Okay, but great. That was totally unsustainable and everybody Right, knew it. but with JT, JT is significantly more productive offensively yeah. in his career than either of these guys. You can reasonably, throughout his career so far before this year, the expectations were 30 points as a floor yeah. for JT in an 82-game season. Yeah, he had, two, he had a 23-point year in his first rookie season, and then it jumped to 32 and 31. None of which were in 82 games played, mind you. Yep. So, certainly more expectations there. Uh, the one other conversation I want to have here is Sam Gerrard. Ended up getting an assist on the game-winning goal to Landeskog, but boy, did that look like a dude who might not have anything left in the tank in this one. Yeah, I mean, I think that this is this is why the abs are taking days off as often as they are. Yep. And to be honest with you, we don't have a schedule. They haven't sent us the schedule, but I'd be shocked if they practice. Ex- exactly. I bet they take tomorrow off or I bet it's optional. I, well, that's, that's actually my answer. I bet it's optional tomorrow. Yeah, sure. The dude um, want to practice can because they, they need, they need rest for Taves. They need rest for drug. I'm, I'm just, I know that we've talked a lot about Sam Gerrard and like his the big point outburst is what you need to get in a Norris conversation. But Devon Devon Taves is the rock on that defense. He's right just a machine. He playing more or less the same amount of ice time as Gerrard, and the dude has not blinked. Blunk? The dude has not batted an eyelash 
at this massive amount of minutes. Blinked is fine. Blinked, blanked, it's, blunk. It's only it's only blunk if you're tasteless. Okay, yeah, that's. <laughs> I wouldn't mind being tasteless. So, oh. <laughs> I I like being me, but if I have to be somebody else, it's not a bad alternative. <laughs> Devon, but Devon Devon Taves has been just a monster, and and it's not. It's not. He's not going to win an award. Not going to make an all-star team. The dude was on the ice for four shots against in 19 minutes and 51 seconds of five-on-five hockey tonight. And this is getting normal for him. (laughs) I can't. He just goes out and does it. There was a point during the game tonight where I got distracted by a shiny object, but I was thinking about it, and I was thinking Devon Taves for two second-round picks might end up being the trade that we look back on in five years and say this was one of the biggest steals NHL-wide in a long time. Because he is, maybe, you know what, man, maybe I should just put this in my back pocket, stop talking about it, and just write an article that that makes the argument that he might be Colorado's most valuable defenseman. There you go. Keep your eyes out for the secret secret article. Let me just, just a real quick run through of some of his numbers, okay? at uh, On ice this year, at 5v5. Corsi 4% is at 58.8. That's pretty okay. Shots 4% is at 56.8. Goal 4% is 59. The expected goals 4% is at 58.5. Scoring chances 4% is at 62. High danger chances 4% is at 57. Okay. And he he is starting more in the offensive zone than the defensive zone. But those are incredible numbers. On that note, be sure to like and subscribe to the video and YouTube channel because AJ, bring in the knowledge bombs. I saw someone compare him to Artosis. I'd take that comparison. Yeah, I, I'm the the emotional instability is similar. <laughs> you and you and you and Tasteless are both very, very chill people that I've never seen angry ever. I, but, I need a, I need a AJ clip that is just him on screen yelling, "I'm Devontae." <laughs> I would also accept I'm Nest T, but you know, that's okay. We're going way too deep on this cut now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, do appreciate all of y'all out here in chat with us. If you don't want to like and subscribe to the youtube video you can of course always catch us podcast style on next day on your way to work something like that we do release these as podcasts as well so we appreciate you all listening that way too we are sponsored of course by DraftKings sportsbook the number one rated sportsbook app out on the market if you want to turn four dollars into 256 dollars bet on any of the college basketball going on right now pick an underdog they win you win a shootload of money. 
Or, if that's not your thing, apparently go bet on the Colorado Avalanche for the over on shots for almost anyone on the hockey team. Who who didn't hit the over on shots tonight for the Avs? Uh, it can't be that many guys. I guess Calvert and Jost were short. I saw somebody whining about Ranton in two and a half. He only had two. <laughs> well, and then how many times did he miss one-timers yeah, that went at, wide? At least like five missed one-timers. McKinnon had 10. Landeskog had seven. Graves with six. Taze four. McDonald four. You had, a, you had a lot of ways to win with shots on goal tonight. I'll put it that way. Try it. DraftKings Sportsbook. Go ahead. Go ahead and finish, finish your thing. DraftKings Draft Sportsbook. Again, head on over there. Use code DNVR to let them know we sent you. They will get you all hooked up for a chance to win $256 for four of your own. It's just a great deal. I don't know how else to put it. Like They keep, they keep doing these deals that are literally just them giving away money, and I don't really know how they stay in business, but you know, I guess people end up losing the money back or something, but DraftKings, they're super dope. Head on over there. Get your thing. Colorado only. Must be 21 or older. Other terms, restrictions, conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. All right. AJ? Sir? Do you have something to say or are we good? All right. Um, We're good. We're good? All right. Carry let's, on. Let's get to our king of the game then. You all already know. It's the man rocket. I mean, was there ever any doubt? The game winning goal, the seven shots, he threw in two hits as well. He was angry tonight, too. Anytime anyone on Arizona skated within like five feet of Nathan McKinnon, he was like, I'll kill you. I'll do it. Don't even think about it. So, captain standing up for his guy back in the lineup. What's not to love? What's not to love, AJ? Yeah, it. it he looked a little bit different. Um, but he finished with seven shots on goal? Yeah, seven total. And a couple of hits? I mean, we we joked about when was the last time he scored from beyond. Outside two feet, yeah. Two feet of the – there you go. Like, we, we – we've talked about this a lot this year. Especially yeah, we because, have. Of the, because of the contract, but, like – because Rantanen has been a point per game guy and a thirty plus goal scorer, because McKinnon has has exploded in the last couple of years uh, into an elite superstar, like Landy, he's not in that caliber of player, but he's in the he's in the class just below. Because when you look at his career, I mean, twenty goals every year. Yep, it's like a machine. Except for the two years, the the sixteen seventeen season where he scored eighteen, and then his second year, the lockout shortened season where he only scored nine, and he missed the a bunch of it from blah 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 blah. Yep, I, the guy I, the guy is just nails, and tonight was what his sixth goal of the year. Yep, so probably probably is not hitting twenty. But um, in an eighty two game season, would be yeah, right on pace for. In 82-game season, he'd be he's he's on his way right now. That's right, chat. Consistency is key for your man, Rocket. Yeah, and this is this is a thing that makes him valuable. But you also know, like he went a long stretch. He 
January 24th to February 26th. He scored zero goals. Yep. Okay. And then in the seven games since then, four goals. And for for what it's worth, four assists to go along with it. A bit streaky, sure. But part of the ball game, I suppose. So let's get to that. It's it's just it's just interesting to me. Like we talk about like the streakiness of players, and for what it's worth, it's true of most players. Like most guys in the NHL, go stretches yeah. of games without scoring. Um, Landy, the elite don't. Yeah, Landy. Really, like, if you go and you go through his game log where he wasn't scoring very much, sure. Yeah, there are there are almost no games with less than two shots on goal. Yeah, and like he is a consistent force on offense uh, where yeah. he's making plays. And he's involved in stuff. The, the other side of the puck where he's critical to the Avs' defensive play as a forward. Yeah, he's he's just a very good all around player. And I can understand, like, the contract stuff is a different conversation, and okay, I get that. But he's really, like, I I, I feel like Landis Cobb, the, the hockey player, gets underappreciated by a lot of Avalanche fans. Yep. Not the person and not the image and not the captain and the figurehead and all that. Like, I feel like that's pretty well appreciated. There's just the one guy on Twitter who always hits me up out of nowhere who's like, He's not a very good on ice leader. It should be Nathan McKinnon. And I like just that one dude. And I'm like, it's so random, (laughs) Um, but it's, you know, whatever. Everybody's allowed to feel how they feel. True. Um, I just, it's just interesting to me the way that Landy is just carries on. He just does his thing. He's so stalwart, right? He's just always there. Except for when he's, hurt or suspended or having a baby, but on the ice, he's just so rock solid for the Avs. So chat, it's that time of the night. All right. If I haven't said it enough tonight, if you guys haven't picked up on it yet, the code word tonight is man rocket. So I'm going to need to see a whole bunch of that word man rocket and chat really quick here because we are giving away a $200 gift card to Altitude Authentics in just a few minutes here. You have to type man rocket in chat to qualify. You also have to be following the DNVR Avalanche account. Jump on the man rocket train. Try and win yourself a jersey. I'm not saying you have to buy a Landis God jersey with a $200 gift card to Altitude Authentics, but I'm just saying it would make a lot of sense if you did do that. So maybe consider the option. We'll let Chet get all of their man rocketing in for a little bit here, AJ. Anything else specific you wanted to touch on in this game? I mean, this was this was the game from two nights ago, but with a better result. Yep. And because they went in overtime, you know, it's like, okay, moving on. Had they lost it in overtime, it would have been Meltdown City. But, you know, I, I appreciate a lot of the people rolled in here tonight and were like, 
I was really mad about the result, and I didn't care about how they got there two days ago. And now they're really happy about the result, and they don't care how they got there. I appreciate when people are consistent in that. Um, the dominance is honestly more frustrating to watch just because they could only score twice. Yeah. And yeah. now it's 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 really funny to say this, but this series coming up against L.A. is big. They've gotten off to a slow start on this homestand. It's just not been great. If you know, they, it's, yeah. It, winning tonight gets them to two one and one. Yeah. If they go into LA and split, they're at three and two. If they go into LA and take both, they're at four one and one. And four one and one feels pretty good. <laughs> well, and LA is now LA is tied with Arizona at twenty eight points, two 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 points back of the ads. Like. Yep. The other the other team hanging around in this division, other than Arizona, that do you care that it goes into overtime is LA. Now, if you look at it, LA has lost more games than they've won this year. They have twenty five games played. They've won eleven times. That's but when you lose in overtime instead of in regulation, it's like. When, when your OTLs and your regulation wins are almost the same number, you're getting by. So this is this is a big this is a big series where they can again. It's funny because they're only two points ahead of now sixth place Arizona. They're only three points behind first place Vegas. So the margin of, of error sudden, there it's it's shrunk in yeah yeah the margin of error there. It's it's not it's not very big. So this is an LA we've talked about LA is just like the team that continues to give them problems. And they just keep finding ways. They're having huge bounce back years from Drew Doughty and Andre Kopitar. Huge. Did both of them on is our all star teams, I believe. So is it is it the fountain of youth? Or is this for real? They have been led by my guy, Calvin Peterson, in net, who's been great for them. This is an important series this weekend. And I say this weekend, assuming that Sunday's game gets played, which right now is in jeopardy. Uh, the weather yeah, being... By, what... by the way, I'm moving tomorrow, Chet. I was going to move this weekend, and I had to move it up to tomorrow. Uh, because there's going to be potentially 40 inches of snow in Colorado this weekend. Yeah. So things are up in the air as far as scheduling is concerned for us and for the Colorado Avalanche. I, I Right now it's scheduled for 12 inches on Saturday, 13 inches on Sunday. Approximately. It, which, look, weather predictions are what they are. Yeah, but th there's a very real possibility that the Avs cannot play hockey that Sunday. Yeah, there's the the storm being what it is. Uh, there's already kind of some thought in the water supply that Sunday's game, you know, it, for right now, it's happening. Moving ahead, moving ahead yeah. is planned, of course. But do keep an eye on that one. Um, which just makes which just makes. Uh, the first game against LA, all the more important. All right. 
On that note, no more entries. No more entries, folks. You ready? We're not doing a, we're not doing a show tomorrow. Yeah, there is no show tomorrow. We're yeah. going to probably do a free skate Friday in the afternoon before the game. Yeah. And then, and then we'll a post game. game as well. Yeah. So you get double duty on Friday taken tomorrow off because I'm going to be lifting a bunch of heavy stuff. Uh, if you are a big fan of Hallmark movies, you will enjoy Friday, our, <laughs> our free skate Friday show. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I, I think you all will like it, but let's do this. I don't know. I don't have a drum roll sound effect. For $200 to Altitude Authentics, oh, let me whip God. up my quick Nightbot grabber here. All right. Three, two, one. Anime as leaders. Congratulations. You have won yourself a $200 gift card to Altitude Authentics. DM me. My personal account, that's Nathan, double underscore Rudolph on Twitter. We'll get you all hooked up with a code. And, yeah, I, I don't know what you're going to buy with it, but uh, enjoy whatever it is you do buy with it. Is it a jersey? Is it other avalanche gear? Mm-mm. you got to buy the cheapest thing as many times as possible. <laughs> like 30 of them? Yeah, you're going to need – I need you to buy, like, 27 Colorado Mammoth pencils. <laughs> There's no way Mammoth Pen... You could buy like 150 Colorado Mammoth pencils. Are you, have you ever shopped in that store? Yeah, they are expensive, but... It's not It's not like you're rolling into a dollar store, man. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. You need... You gotta... You gotta get... Uh, you gotta get some like erasers. You gotta get... Uh, you gotta get some pens. You gotta get some pencils. Get some school supplies. That's it. Buy... Buy... Altitude Authentic School Supplies for $200 worth. <laughs> that would Bam! Feel, wouldn't feel that different from watching the have score two goals on 46 shots. So. Yeah, the pucks. <laughs> or or you can get, like, I'm sure they've got, like, Ryan O'Byrne's stick still in there that, that's on sale because yeah, they the, like, can't get rid of it. Ancient sticks of players they've never yeah. been able to sell. <laughs> yeah. Is there a Patrick Weirkosh sticking back in there just hanging out somewhere? Get that bad boy. <laughs> he's, t- talking, he's talking about getting, I guess, I'm assuming he, he, she, they, talking Jersey already. Yeah. Selfish. To, all right. Look, Four Paulo knew what he was doing, which, by the way, shout out the wonderful Four Paulo who set up this gift card giveaway. The man is amazing. If you're not in the DNVR lounge, you might not know who he is. But if you are in the DNVR lounge, you definitely know who he is. Join the DNVR Lounge and come talk to Four Paulo. He's an amazing guy. Highly recommend that and yeah. the DNVR Lounge. Come come hang out with him at the in, in the middle of the night while he's working and just talking hockey all night. Yep. Always always active over there in Discord. So <laughs> if you buy a Joe Colbert stick. <laughs> Man. Wow. All right. We'll get you all set up. Yeah, I already said that. I guess that's going to do it because this hockey game was a little bit whack, but the result was okay. So, you, you know what? The Arizona, they're thrilled at this result. Yep. Thrilled. This was exactly like, like watching Patrick Watt era Avalanche, <laughs> except it was on the other side. It was funny when it was the working the other way. 
Like Coyotes fans are Coyotes fans can only feel good about the last two games. They don't give a shit what shots on goal were. They got three points. Yep. Whatever it is, well, you know, however else it continues to be for them, what it, it will be what it will be. Very but, much. Uh I don't think they can still win twelve out of sixteen. I haven't actually updated it. Um, but it's re- they're right on the edge of being they, able to do it. They would basically have to win out. Yeah, they'd have to go on like an eight game winning streak, ten game winning streak to do it. Although when we when we did that, we did not account for overtime losses. Yeah, so I'm not that kind of is that a half win? Yeah, I, I guess I guess what instead of twelve wins, we should have put a point marker. Twenty four points. Yeah, possible. Uh, what would that be? Thirty two. Yeah. So yeah. What happened? What happened with Zach? I didn't see. I didn't see Zach in the chat tonight. I honestly just missed it. I saw him once or twice. He was asking about the Makar injury, which our answer to is. Still oh, I mean, we was, just, which which we just don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we just don't know anything about it, man. I wish. I wish there was some sort of. I wish there was some sort of answer. Yep. That's. Um, it, Bedner's Bedner's view on it apparently is when he's ready, he'll play. When he's not. I don't think about him. He's out of sight, out of mind, which yeah. I don't know. It is what it is, man. I don't even know. It's. I think it's a kind of a strange approach, but this organization has been more and more locked down on injury stuff every single year. Yep. Oh, I do really want to talk about the ESPN deal on Friday. Yeah, that's show. not for a post-game show. Yeah, not, not for tonight, but I am. I do really want to talk about the ESPN thing. Because there are a lot of feels about that. For sure. We will talk about that on Friday. Going to get out of here with MSU Denver online. Now is the time to apply and register for classes. You can get in for the summer semester right now. Not sh- there might still be a couple of the like super shortened spring semester classes. I'm not 100% sure on that. But summer for sure. Get in. Get the classes you need, whether you're just going back to school. It's your first time. Or if you're just trying to pick up a couple of extra credits in your free time, MSU Denver has you covered top to bottom. Ask any one of us here. Well, not any one of us, but myself, Allie, Harrison have all taken classes there. And I don't know what else to tell you. The the teachers are awesome. Almost all of them come from the field that they teach in. So they're not just a teacher, but they're a networking opportunity as well. So feel free to, to hit us up or hit any of them up. And they are a great resource. Again, head on over to MSU Denver online and check out if going back to school is right for you. On that note, thank you once again for all of the live chat. It was bumping tonight. Really liked the conversation everyone had going. We appreciate all of y'all. Hope you all enjoy the rest of your Wednesday night, Thursday morning. And we will talk to you guys on Friday.